Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another brand new episode. Uh, whether you're new here or been here, I appreciate you being here with me today. Uh, really means a lot. And um, got a fun one for you today. Caught up with singer-songwriter Ethan Carl. And I uh, had a real good time recording this one. He brought, a couple, brought along some friends, including his fiance and his uh guitar player and we had a real good time hanging out talking about his brand new record is uh coming out on december 15th friday called moving too fast and uh, you're gonna get some stories behind the record play some live acoustic and um hope you enjoy it i do want to remind you as always rock paper podcast is brought to you by friendship brewing company in wentzville missouri serving up all your craft beer needs over 25 rotating taps all kinds of tasty beverages you can come by uh, get a meal you got your all kinds of delicious food uh, burgers and nachos flatbread pizzas pretzels salads and uh, much more daily specials happening out there so you can find the full beer menu and food menu at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And uh, while there, while you're there, you can see their uh, event calendar. They do live music every weekend. Kick off your weekend on Thursday, December 14th with Singo Bingo. Every Thursday night, uh, Friday, December 15th is their ugly sweater party. So come on out and uh, dress up and see James Bertle out there at the Pittman location. Saturday, December 16th, Steve Kyle. If you uh, haven't been out yet uh, during the holiday season, they're doing a holiday flight series. A great way to sample a bunch of their holiday beers that they got going on out there. So come on out this weekend and have a good time getting the holiday spirit um well we're at friendship brewing company also i've been doing a uh toys for tots um fundraiser so if you want to bring a toy an unwrapped toy and donate to the cause you can get yourself a free beer so it's a great way to support and uh you get win-win for everybody yeah, uh, you've heard me talk about it, but uh, Friendship Brewing opened up a new location over the summer in Flint Hill, Missouri, just outside of Wentzville. Uh, same great beer, but a whole new dining experience out of the Fly High Kitchen. So you can come out and uh, see what's going on in Flint Hill, Missouri. And this weekend on December 15th, they've got Jeff Waltschauser out there. And on Saturday, December 16th, Corey Clapper returns to fly high. And if that's not enough for you, they've also la uh, launched a brand new location in the Hannibal area. And you can come out and get Friendship Brewing Company in Hannibal, Missouri now. So all kinds of great opportunities. Uh, get out and support local beer and have a great time. Be safe and uh, enjoy be sure to get plugged in with Friendship Brewing Company at friendshipbrewingcompany.com and follow along with them on Facebook and Instagram for more info. That is it for me, everybody. If you need me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me, 
rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And uh, you know, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Ethan Carl. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, my name is Ethan Carl, and you're listening to the Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guest that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out tonight with Ethan Carl. What's up, everybody? Hey, man, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. We uh, we also have a couple of special guests uh, joining us. You mind if I introduce them? Yes, please. Um, well, we got my my right hand man sitting next to me, Jason Herbig, on the right side too. On the right I'm, side, I'm on the right hand. On the right side. Um, lead guitarist, uh, probably equal parts, therapist, mentor, spiritual advisor, uh, friend, colleague, confidant. Um, I, I really think I can get that on the business card. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe if we did like size six font. Yeah, yeah, or an acronym. Or Continued an acronym. on the back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then in front of me is my uh, beautiful fiance, Stephanie. Um, we're getting hitched in June unless, uh, <laughs> unless there's something I don't know. keep playing your cards right. As long as I keep <laughs> playing my cards right. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I'm, I'm very blessed. I couldn't try to run down this crazy dream without Jason and without Stephanie. So, um, we got two of my favorite people here tonight with us, with the Shane. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's, uh. I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Having a having the support system uh, really means a lot to, especially people out there chasing that dream like that. So yeah, having a having somebody you love and uh, support from good friends and and family and everything else, it all makes the world a difference. So yeah, and it, I mean I'm I'm lucky because I'm kind of I'm raw, you know, and I I don't pretend not to be. Um, you know I'm. I think, you know, I mean, we, we work hard, you know, and put a lot of time in and I've got a lot of people that, um, kind of go out of their way to help me, you know, um, maybe because I pester them to the point of choosing, they choose to help me or, or maybe because they, they believe in a little bit of what I'm, what I'm doing, but you gotta have a network for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, uh, so I've known, of you for a little while now just through st louis music um we've got some a couple of mutual friends and i've 
kind of been following along from a distance, but what this is what's fun about this show is it gives me the opportunity to sit down and have these conversations to get to know you a little bit better and get some of these uh, stories behind these songs. And um, but uh, so I guess let's kind of start at the beginning um, with your story. Uh, I know you uh, grew up here in the St. Louis area, and uh, but uh, kind of. Take me back to the early days. What's what was a uh, a young Ethan Carl like uh, growing up here in St. Louis area? Young Ethan Carl, um, how much time you got? Yeah, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get no. I um, young Ethan Carl. Well, yeah, I grew up in town. Um, you know, I I kind of cut my teeth, so to speak, in in the uh, sport of wrestling. You know, for the longest time, I didn't know that. I was capable, allowed, whatever you want to say, to do to do anything else. Um, you know, my my family has had a lot of success in the sport, coaching and competing, and I mean, what a difference from wrestling and music at first glance, right? Um, but there's actually a lot of parallels. So, for a long time, I was just a uh, shower singer, um, you know, or kind of mindlessly singing to break up the monotony of wrestling related endeavors um and i remember i was i wrestled in college at maryville university and one of our assistant coaches at the time was like um ethan you're you're pursuing the wrong career path like going into education i mean i was an education major and uh he said ethan you're in a, you need to you need to give it a go in music or you'll always kind of regret not doing it you know um and gentleman's name was George Ivanoff. And I mean, I, I credit him with being the first one to say, you know, what, what do you got to lose by trying? And then kind of a series of unfortunate events in my life, uh, led me to saying, you know what, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do. And, um, you know, started writing songs and singing them for people and, you know, uh, had had a couple people tell me they didn't suck, <laughs> you know, which is step one, right? You don't suck. Um, and then I just kind of, I mean, started knocking on doors, um, and God willing, the right ones, right ones have opened so far. You so no, you didn't really have like uh, family or people, other people around that played. Really? Well, um, I think we've got like a secretly. Uh, talented family in regards to music. I mean, Jason right here, like his whole family is incredibly talented overtly. Like there's no secret that right. they're very talented top to bottom. I mean, um, but my, my little sister, I sang in choirs, you know, acapella choir. I was in some musicals in high school. Um, nothing major, no like lead roles or anything, just kind of ensemble and, um, my little sister is incredibly talented, like God given. It it seemed to me like as her older brother that she just one day she couldn't play, and then like Tuesday she couldn't play, and then Wednesday she could play. Um, and she's an audio engineer um, in the Nashville area and beyond, like touring. Just finished touring all across Europe with uh, Larkin Poe. Um, but yeah, Elena, they rule. Yeah, they're legit. Yeah. Uh, nominated for a Grammy, you know, best blues album, I believe. Um, but Elena, I'm miles from where I want to be, 
but I'm miles from where I would be without her influence. So yeah, I'm actually headed to see her in Nashville tomorrow. Very cool. Yeah. Get some work done. So that's kind of the short story. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, you started singing a little bit and then you, you wanted to try the songwriting thing. Yeah, uh, man. Which, um, so I guess kind of, a maybe a little later start. You said there's one until college, then you started really kind yeah, of. Yeah. I'd say college is when, I mean, wrestling sucks. <laughs> like it is a very, um, it's very physically demanding, um, you know, it, it can be kind of lonely because like, you know, you can't really go hang. I mean, you can't do a lot of the typical college things, you know, playing video games all night, eating pizza, you know, drinking beer when you're of age, of course, um, because you're, you have to be hyper disciplined in what you put in your body. Cause you have to maintain a certain weight to make a weight class. So, um, I mean, I just picked up an old beater guitar, uh, hand-me-down beater guitar and, looked up GCD, you know, mm -hmm. and started trying to put things together. And then um, I was an English major, English education, you know, so, I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm in a way, like the discipline of wrestling, you know, the linguistic side of things for songwriting and uh, moderate, minor to moderate talent. Um, you know, I just started, I mean, just I literally, like, the, it's not – it started with an idea of, okay, I'd like to do this. Um, how do I do this? You know? And I just started trying. I mean, I think that's the biggest step. I, right. I almost wish there was a little, little, um, little cooler, like, you know, like, I mean, what do they say? Mozart was playing like, you know, incredibly difficult. Help me out, Jason. With the music theory, Mozart was doing like some incredible things at five, right, or something like. I don't know. Yeah, well, Jason was probably doing the same knew, thing at five years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, we ran in different circles. All along, honey. You uh, just had to, you know, have a chance to express. Uh, oh, well, maybe you're right, but it just it took a little bit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just started knocking on doors, man. Yeah. I do think it's interesting you were saying, um, you know, like talking about the parallels of uh, wrestling and music. And yeah. uh, and I've never, I don't really know a lot that have made that progression, but um, I just recently was like, I mean, I've known of it, but um, but in, in the world of comedy, uh, Greg Warren yeah. uh, was, a, was a wrestler turned Shout comedian. out to Greg. Uh, and uh, he's, I've been a big fan of his for a long time locally. You've been watching him yeah. grow. And then he's uh, now he's doing huge things. Um, and then uh, Mike Birbigula also uh, wrestled. And then now he's in comedy. And uh, so I think it's- Drake and Connor Hovis, brothers Hovis. <laughs> <laughs> They're good buddies. Yeah. Fun um, fact, I've met Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, nice. nice Fun fact- um, <laughs> My father was the assistant coach at the University of Missouri for a while and coached Greg Warren. Um, they've got a good relationship. Um, I think my dad played a, as many people did, but my dad played a role in Greg earning All-American honors for Mizzou as a, as a senior. Um, I mean, I know Greg personally, and he's been a good, he's been a great advocate, yeah. you know, friends so yeah that is an interesting i i didn't know i i guess i hadn't really put that together that i mean it's an it's entertainment you know it's a it's uh 
but it's you know it's a different lane obviously you're doing doing comedy but i feel like there's a lot of similarities in the fact uh being disciplined and and putting in the work and you know um and being crazy and, i think and, like i think it no i like sure. seriously i um wrestling's a unique fraternity and you know again there's not a lot of wrestlers doing this and um there's a big bigger wrestling magazine that um just did a, a little article on me um wrestling insider news magazine win w-i-n magazine um and i i said that in the interview that you know it, it there takes a certain level of crazy you know like to 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 do this for several reasons but it's unknown you know it's um a little more unstable than some being a pharmacist or uh some other traditional career paths steph's a pharmacist so i wanted to shout out to pharmacies shout, <laughs> shout out to pharmacy and pills and um but yeah man i mean it's it's the unknown of your job makes it exciting though. for sure yeah well i'm glad it makes you exciting because <laughs> there's sometimes it keeps me up at night you know um I, and i think too like kind of coming back to the like you were saying the discipline um you know as far as developing your talent i think the wrestling like that the discipline and the work ethic that's just built into your personality takes whatever talent it's like a multiplier right yeah so like let's say you've got you know x amount of talent but your discipline and your work ethic has makes that grow at a much faster exponential rate than someone who's just not doing the work. So, yeah. for example, like we've talked about this, you know, you've only been playing guitar for like a year, maybe, <laughs> you know, but every time that we play together, you start to feel more and more natural to the point where I forget that you've only been playing guitar for a year sometimes. So, but that's because you sit down and you've got a regimen. You play guitar for what, two hours every day? Is it? It's a long time. Uh -huh. <laughs> but my point is that. The and there are days that I, I like to your carrying on that, like, like uh, a lot of people talk about, well, so-and-so works hard, so-and-so works hard. And, you know, there's times that I, that I don't want to sit down and play. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of have to resort to that. But generally like it, you don't, you like, I don't consider it work when you're doing things that you really enjoy doing, you know? Um, so I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jay. No, you're fine. Like, I mean, I think that's, I think that's important to note, but I, I think if, if I'm proud of anything in this journey so far, it's that, um, you know, I do really feel like I'm doing everything that I possibly can. Like I'm not a, I'm not a Friday, Saturday evening musician, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a Monday morning at 530 AM musician you know, onward. So, um, but it's, it's funny that analogy that you use, like the multiplier, because I talked about in college, um, the recipe for success. We mentioned uh, comedians earlier and Drake Hovis, um, who's him, the brothers Hovis, like check them out on Facebook or YouTube. They're St. Louis turned New York city, but comics. And Drake talked about the recipe for success and that's, you take your beaker you know, so like this red solo cup, right? And you fill it as far as you can with talent. 
and then you top the rest off with hard work, you know, and if you just stay the course and, you know, don't let yourself be denied and be persistent, you know, I mean, that'll, that'll germinate and blossom and become what you want it to be. Well, you have that uh, plaque in the bathroom. I can't think, I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says like the world is full of unsuccessful men with talent because talent alone isn't enough to be successful. Yeah, it says few things are more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Yeah, there you You go. You know, so. Yeah. Were you, uh, so songwriting, I feel like, Kind of, I don't know how many times, you, how many songs didn't make the cut before and then, but you released uh, the first single in '22, and that's. Uh, yeah, I think June, June of '22. I, I could remember. use a sing, or I, I could use a win right now. I need it. I could have used a single, yeah. and I got it. So, and now, right, I could, yeah. now I could use a win <laughs> yeah, for right, sure. Yeah. Uh, and. I could use a win uh, on your all your streaming platforms now, and uh, but I think that was like right around the time when I started kind of taking notice. I remember I was seeing uh, the music video and you know impressed by the production and the the songwriting, and um, you know I was already getting very good traction for uh, for a new artist, and you know, so it was doing well online, and uh, which was great to see another young artist coming out of St. Louis and. This song uh, sounded really great, man. We did a live acoustic version here today, and uh, but uh, what would you like to share around this particular one? Where, well, take me back to that where when you were writing this one. Well, I remember exactly where I was on um, on uh, Big Bend Road. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're a St. Louis native or transplant resident, whatever, you know that Big Bend like pops up and about a, 10 different places across St. Louis, but my, it was after dark and I remember driving and I got a text or phone call from my dad about something that had something trivial, right? Like that just had gone wrong, you know, something unsatisfactory in our lives. And that was my response to him was, well, I could use a win, you know? And I mean, I took out my phone. I was like, well, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe I was just in a funk and I needed to kind of journal a little bit, but I just started using Siri while driving uh, to put that song into an Apple note. And it just kind of, just kind of, you know, fell out of me. And, um, Swimming upstream for a while now Trying to catch a break Wanna turn this old frown upside down Chain so hard, yeah Crazy little hell, yeah, now and then 
before um, I told, you know, I, Elena was my first point of contact. Like, you know, Elena, would you be interested in helping me put some songs together? You know? And I think there's a big part of Elena that never got over me kicking her butt in like driveway basketball. I'm five years older than her. So I was kind of bracing for like, a, you know, screw you, Ethan. Um, but she like jumped on it, man. Um and she said, "Which you like? You need to you need to come to Nashville with um, five songs." I showed up with four. That's a story for a little later. <laughs> but come come to Nashville with five, um, and then we'll just see what we can do. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of just very open ended, and like in my mind, I could use a win was like four of four or five of five that I showed up with, and Elena actually said um and if you knew my sister you knew that like you would know she's not like she doesn't over compliment me <laughs> i mean maybe she does her maybe she does her friends or stephanie or um she's a straight shooter she's a straight shooter um but she just she said i think that you know i think that one's really good ethan i think that could make radio and i was like what you know uh the clean version anyway could make radio right you can't say can't say the S word on radio, <laughs> but, um, in the music video, you know, I've mentioned the name Hovis a lot already. Um, but Connor and Connor and I went to high school together and we were teammates. He was a very successful wrestler. And I literally just bumped into him 
in St. Charles at Llewellyn's pub one day um, with my dad. And Connor's like, so tell me a little bit about like what's going on with music. Like, are you serious? And you just like going through a phase. And I was like, no, dude, I'm serious. And he's like, would you ever be interested in shooting a music video? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. He was like, what's your budget? And I said, zero dollars. And he said, okay, I can work with that. <laughs> and um, that was the first music video we ever put out on any, I mean, any first piece of content that we ever released. And, you know, its reception was pretty cool. But Connor was the brain behind the, um, you know, the plot for the music video and um, and everything. So, you know, I think a few months three to four months after we shot it we released it and you know i mean i it's dude i it's super cool that you know somebody like you who's been running a podcast in town for about 10 years like like that's how you found out about me was from that yeah because it was very organic like all right i'll do it you know i i mean i it's uh it's funny to me uh the topic kind of comes up sometimes, and, I, and you know, I'm I'm nobody. I'm just a guy. I'm, I like I'm just a fan of music. Uh, I happen to do this show to highlight friends of mine that that I think more people should be hearing in town. I, people kept telling me there's nothing to do in this town, and uh, and there's no there's no good new music anymore, uh, you know. And I'm like, no, you guys are all wrong. I'm gonna show you. So I started doing those lists, uh, Dude, right on. and I now I'm hitting like sometimes 50 60 shows in town on a friday saturday night and stuff and and um you know and then i've been doing this show for almost 10 years and um you know there's there are repeats but a lot of them are first time yeah singer songwriters and different people coming up and making a name for themselves and and uh but people will always ask like how do i get on your list and how do i do i'm like well if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing promoting your own stuff i should be able to find it like i should you know like you didn't send me your link i found it through you know being a, uh looking for new music and stuff finding i think originally maybe one two you uh mentioned a mutual friend matt benny i think that was part of that too uh popped up through that but yeah shout out to fivefold yeah definitely a big big fan of them but you know it's that kind of thing like if, pe- if people are working like people are going to notice like you know between social media presence or uh whatever it is and if you start gigging you start seeing them on the calendar and stuff you're going to start seeing like yeah i've seen ethan carl's name pop up a couple of times now and like you know that kind of thing so yeah i, I appreciate that man and yeah you know, I, mean, I uh so anyway but that's that was cool that you know it's taken a while but we finally got yeah uh, we got to finally sit down and do this thing but uh we uh i really uh enjoy this song a lot and uh it's cool to see people responding the way they are and like i said we got um a video out there and you can uh, stream it on all your favorite platforms and uh but that kind of i guess that was like the kickstart you but you end up being an ep uh yeah. so you you said you uh went to nashville with this with a couple songs and yeah um uh i'm glad stephanie's sitting here i, I showed up with Elena told me to come into town with five and I showed up with four and she's like, well, I said five. Do you want to go home or do you want to, or do you want to like figure it out? And so I, I kind of had the idea for, um, you know, a a song, um, about a gal that honestly I hadn't met yet, 
you know, I mean, kind of like what my idea was. And I was in another relationship at the time. And I actually, um, there's a line in the song like, um, you never seem to count me out even when I do, you know. And on, again, I was in a different relationship at the time, you know. But on the record, like I, I sang, I never seem to count me out even when I do. Like I just fudged up, you know. And whether that was like, Freudian or somewhere deep in my subconscious like I didn't want to change it you know so I mean that's actually what's set like performed on the record is you know I never seem to count me out even when I do but the fifth song became um what I think of you like about you know kind of my ideal partner archetype and you know Stephanie does more than fit the boot for that so she's yeah. She's incredibly tolerant and, and patient <laughs> right. of me. And, um, you know, I, I've said, I've started saying a, a couple times that I, at shows, like introducing a, a song here or there, that I feel like sometimes I straddle the line between asset and asshole, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, Stephanie's incredibly, she's perfect. So very, very patient with me. She helps me be more of an asset than a than the latter. So. Right. Yeah. No comment from Jason. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I mean that's money. the scoop on. Well, check out the EP uh, on again all your uh, streaming platforms and things. Uh, you can find more Ethan Carl on your Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, YouTube yep, too. YouTube. Uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe there. Um. But we got some brand new music. Uh, you've been active uh, all this year pr putting out some singles. Um, so we uh, it's going to kind of accumulate to a brand new record. Yeah. And uh, we are gearing up to release this on December 15th. Yep. Yeah, and man, just 10 new, days or so. New record's title, Moving Too Fast. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about this whole record and what uh, some of these songs and we uh, what I guess uh, we got mo most of it's original, right? We got one one cover. Uh, there's actually two covers. Two, two covers on the record. Um, yeah, neither one have been neither one have been released. Um, but moving too fast is kind of chapter one of everything that that I've put out. So there's, I mean. Up until this summer, you know, there were, there were, um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to, I want everybody to check it out on, mm -hmm. on December 15th. So, right. um, I'm not going to say too much. Moving Too Fast is the title track. Um, we've released that. I think that, you know, I have a way of biting off more than I can chew and trying to fit 36 hours into a 24 hour day. And sure. Yeah. So, um, that's that's kind of the the origin of the title. Um, Jason and Stephanie have both heard them all. I'd like to. I've never asked <laughs> yeah, this, but yeah. I, I'd like to get. I mean, like tease it a little bit. What do you think? What are your favorite? What's your favorite track that uh, that's new and new and coming out here? Well, I'll. I guess I'll go first. Go but, first. Um, out of your originals, there's a track called "What I Think of You." 
Or, right. excuse me. No, sorry. <laughs> you were talking about record. what you were talking about. <laughs> you were talking about the song. Um, no, but, well, I don't know. Do you want me to say? Go ahead, honey. Okay. Well, there's a song that you wrote about our early relationship called Wishing You're Here. And so I'm excited for that one to come out and for Why? everybody else to hear it. Because it's about me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, because like, I well, mean. That, I mean, that, that's I, not a lie. Like, no, but like it's. It's not about I mean, Jason. No this disrespect. album to me is special because I've been with you through the writing of it, through the production of it. You know, I was there with you in Nashville when you recorded it. And so then, I mean, it doesn't suck that it's about me. <laughs> so, um, and then, I mean, out of your covers, um, I think we're going to have a little bit of a piece of it on this podcast but don't let the sun is just like i mean it's incredible so for sure yeah yeah i don't think i wanted to take that on because i i didn't think it was something that a lot of country artists would would do you know so i mean we countrified it a little bit maybe with kind of the instrumentation um but how about you jay what do you um yeah that you did a good job with that Thank you. It's a, it's a fun one to listen to. Um, so I'm glad we're gonna gonna have it as part of this podcast for people to, to hear. I think, and this is one that's already been released, but I think my favorite of the of the new batch is probably your last stand. Um, and uh, it's funny because the first time I heard it was sort of before you recorded it. Yeah, and you played it for me. And it was, you know, again, this was, you know, many nine, ago. ten, maybe not almost a year ago, and uh, you know, you're still kind of a baby guitar player, and <laughs> and uh, and you're you, you like lyric and melody. It was obviously your strong suit. And you were, <laughs> you were, well, no, I'm just saying, like, no, it was. I it, it was a very, you know, it's sort of that stereotypical, like, you know, GCD. It was like a three chord song. I and told was, you, that's where I started. It was GCD on yeah, a chord it was, chart. It was an ultimate guitar. It almost though. felt like this kind of mid tempo ballad. And then when you sent me the first, the first run, the first mix of the recording, I'm like, this is like, but I don't know. Just there's, it was, it was a different, it was a different song. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Shout out to Elena. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. the structure was just it. It's just it's just very it is a very engaging song, um, and it's super catchy and uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to play and, and a lot of fun to listen to. I think uh, the other one, um, who knows who cares, is one that hasn't been released yet, and we've been playing that one live for a while. Yeah, um, that one's fun. That one's yeah, and I, and I really enjoy. I think the thing I like the most about that, I like, uh, I enjoy playing that one a lot. Um, it's just got a good solid rock groove that really, <laughs> I don't know, just really lays it out there. So, yeah. Jason, you uh, record on the all the recordings too? Then no, no. I I haven't got invited to record. <laughs> oh, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing Friday, Saturday? I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I wish. <laughs> Well, to Jason's, um, Jay, my, my favorite thing about Jason, and I think I wish more people did this in life, Jason consistently under promises and over delivers, mm -hmm. you know? So I've got to be, I've got to be careful of not just 
assuming he's going to over deliver every time, you know, because he's very much like, Hey, I said like, this is the, this is, so I, I really try to be respectful of that. And I, and I hope that I, I hope that I am. Yeah. You know, well, so, but so Jason not getting invited to record I is, was totally, is more a testament I to was completely the million different things that he's got going fun. on in his life. Yeah. You know, then. So, so the whole, the whole being a bachelor this, with me in Nashville the for the whole way this long weekend came, came to be is, <laughs> well, is about, it's a little over a year ago. Uh, Ethan came up to me um, at church is where we had met and was asking me if I knew any musicians that were looking to be in a in a band full time. He was trying to build a full time consistent band and I'm like, "Man, I don't I don't really know anybody looking for that necessarily, but if you have any kind of high profile show or anything where you need someone to jump in, you know, I'd certainly be willing to jump in and I, I totally thought you were full of it. I can't I can't <laughs> commit to being like in a full time band necessarily. I mean, I've got 5 kids and uh, you know, I I have two in college now, uh, another, a senior. So, you know, we're doing college visits and we're doing, you know, all the content anyway. So, so he, he reached out and he said, Hey, I got this opening gig at off Broadway. And, and I said, yeah, sure. So I, I sat in and played and, and it was all right. You know, it was sort of a hodgepodge of uh, stray dogs. As we, were, we, like to, we were a motley crew, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it and was then, like, in, my dad said it was like the Blues Brothers, you know, when they're, it was, they're pulling yeah. people off. I could, of like, I could say lots of things about how that gig went down, but I well, don't. Well, <laughs> don't. Yeah. I think it was a good night. Oh, well, that was sweetheart. the first night they met oh. in person. My gosh. Yeah, yeah that was. <laughs> but uh, but then a few months later, he had reached out about doing uh, uh, another show at the Tin Roof, I think. Um, it was kind of a, you had met another guy. Well, actually, you we were going to do the Tin Roof, and then you met the other guy. And we played with some other guys for a while. And, uh, and it, so here's the thing about, like, playing and 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 building bands if you so to speak like once you get to a certain point there's not as it's not as much work to get ready for something yeah so it's like plug and play yeah so the first time i played with them i had like two weeks to learn 40 songs <laughs> that i was only maybe somewhat familiar with like five of them <laughs> you know jason didn't grow up but I think your family's like more. No, I mean, I listen, but now, I mean, but. I didn't, I haven't really listened actively to country music that much in my life. And but like, I'm, I come out of like when I would listen with my parents and stuff. I'm like, we're talking like, you know, 80s Alabama. Well, that's, and that's, that's some of my Kenny, some Kenny too. Rogers, yeah. you know, the but, gambler and yeah, coward yeah. of the county were yeah, like some of my favorites. Keep it going. Preach. Ruby, don't take your love <laughs> to town. Might be one of my all time favorite country. <laughs> but songs. A place like the tin roof, like, we had to put on songs that like, I mean, if it makes you feel any better that like, I didn't even really know, yeah. you know, because the 10, like, dude, if it was up to me, I would play sad songs exclusively <laughs> only like that's what I'd love a psychiatrist to psychoanalyze that or maybe not, but that's like what makes me just like. A like lot of your feel. songs, I feel like, kind of start out as ballads, and then as you work with then Elena, Elena says we have too many ballads on the yeah. yeah, and the <laughs> folks in Nashville, they're like, well, maybe let's try this more upbeat. And then, yeah. I mean, like I, I'm lucky; I've gotten to hear a lot of the songs both ways, and I mean, they're both 
both i mean your last stand when you said that jason i mean that made me think of it because yeah. the first time i ever heard it it was more of a ballad it yeah. was yeah. much slower moving and then, too fast was a ballad yeah, the first time i, I know heard it. and now i can't imagine it slower why you know? is moving but, too fast a ballad well was it was not a, it the, wasn't a rock and bluesy <laughs> But it's fun to see the music progress and right. change, yeah. and and that's I mean that's why you have. I bet I still you know, have a video of it on my phone somewhere. I'll have to pull that up later. <laughs> like way later, like <laughs> like once every once everything's hit when there's no microphone. Uh, yes, but I mean there's guys that are killing it doing like um, so. I try to balance it, right? Like, um, I mean I don't want to like, you know I don't want to sell my soul or or change to what the market is doing right now sure. because if i chase what's going on right now by the time you know i get there god willing it's moved on mm. you know so i want to kind of like balance like staying true to what mm. i feel with some of the slower ballads I mean, like, even your dad said that, right? Like, man, he really likes ballads. <laughs> I was like, Frank, I just played you a song about your daughter. Like, come on, man. You know, give I'm me okay a with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I think one of the, one of the, for you, one of the good things about, I think, the country genre in general is that there's always going to be a market for authenticity. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. there's always going to be, there's always going to be a fan base that, will appreciate you being you and not necessarily Kiss. trying to keep up with Metallica, you know, well, no, just like, no. you know, pr more production based or, you know, Oh yeah. But yeah, we yeah. don't need 10 Morgan Wallens. We don't need 10 Chris Stapletons, you know, like the uniqueness of a voice or of the songwriting is what makes you stand out. And that's what people appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, that is probably uh, like, Again, asset, asshole, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible, but that's probably one of my favorite compliments that I've received is, um, you know, I had somebody tell me they can really feel the authenticity, you know, in, in some of these songs that I'm not, I'm not trying to be um, somebody else. Yeah. You know, I think initially um, in my mind, I was like, oh, country. I got to put a little twang on things, you know, but if you listen to like Tim McGraw, right? Like, um, like in the, shoot, I was going to say late eighties, but some oh, of his wow. earlier stuff, yeah. you know, his voice and it's not just maturity. His voice sounds very different than, you know, and, um, you know, Terry Clark, Elena was on tour with Terry Clark and Terry Clark actually gave me that piece of advice. Like we did a little zoom call once and Terry said, you know, you don't need to do it. You're talented without it, you know. So on the record releasing on December fifteenth. I mean, if you listen to some of the the EP, you know, and you, I mean, it, it might be one of those things that like I notice. Like it's like the it's like a dent in a car that only an owner would notice. <laughs> you know, like there are some things on the EP that I'm like, mm, if I had a time machine, I would do this differently. But I, I think it shows the growth and evolution and. Sure. I mean, Tim McGraw did it, right? Like he turned out <laughs> yeah. more than he's fine. He's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, some you know? of those early Taylor Swift uh, songs. Oh, yeah, man. She's like a different person. Right. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that, like music is a journey, right? Mm. Um, I think, I mean, uh, I think it's good to have like a disset stamp on the time. Like this is what it was, you know, as you're getting started. Uh, 
And like I saying, it can show that growth as an artist. Like, uh, I think there's always going to be those times where you're like, I wish I would have done this different. But yeah. if you would have sat there, uh, you know, oh, I can do this take better. I can do that. You know, you're going to eventually where it's not going to be fun anymore. You're going to, yeah. you're going to hate the way it sounds or you're going to like, eventually it becomes overproduced where it loses yeah. everything that it once had. And it's like, so, the, you know, those kind of things like that, where you just need to like, this is as good as it's going to get right now. And then like, as your skills develop as a player and as a, as a person and stuff, and yeah. you eventually have a lot more to apply to the next batch of songs and everything too. So, which is what we're getting at now. Like we're, there's going to be definitely a, a lot of growth in these new singles compared to what everybody heard from the first EP. So yeah, it's cool to hear. Um, you were thinking, you were talking about sad songs and I got me thinking like, what, uh, what's the last time, uh, a song made you cry? Do you have a, do you have one that comes to mind that, uh, Ooh. hits you in the feels? Hmm. Last time a song made me cry. Um, it was about 12 o'clock today. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, because I'm with you. This, I, I love super depressing, sad country songs. Man, and you know what, Shane? I could uh, be the happiest guy in right. the world driving around. Like, when I go home, driving home tonight, like, I'm in a good mood. Like, this right. is fun. You know, but I will turn on sad songs and not a not a sparkle in my eye. Yeah. You know, but um, the, the, the last, I mean, the last time a song kind of... Um, Oh, I don't know, Steph, can you think of anything that, like, for me, like, what you would... Um, I don't, I mean, it didn't make you cry, but I know a Ooh. song that you really like as life goes on. I was actually, as I looked at you, I was going to, yeah. I was going to say that, so... Yeah, that was the last song you and I, like, both looked at each other, like, oh. okay, let's play that again. Like, yeah. that was, okay, Yeah, that we got were, me. where were we flying to? Was it Jake's wedding? And I think it was. Yeah, so, was. um, early in our relationship, my buddy's getting married, and, um... There's actually a song about that wedding um, that's <laughs> we're we're cutting this weekend, um, but we were we were flying to San Diego uh, for my buddy's wedding. Um, we've like I'm 29 years old. Jake and I have been best friends literally since I was like two years old. Like my mom said, like I waddled up to him at preschool, <laughs> and he waddled up to me in preschool, and that we were like inseparable since the, um, the f funnier story behind that again, sidebar, but you know, podcast follow the butterfly is my mom and she's going to hate me for this. And I, I kind of love that she's going to hate me for this, but my mom dated seriously dated Jake's father in college. And then they broke up, you know, and Jake's father met Jake's mother. They got married and had Jake and, you know, my mom got married and they had me. And so it's like, I mean, to me, that's like God's work, mm -hmm. you know, like relationship was ended. Right. You know, the, the two kids from, um, the separate relationships end up becoming best friends. But anyway, we're driving, we're uh, fast forward 27 years, right? <laughs> I'm 29 flying to San Diego with Stephanie. Um, I, I just saw Luke Combs had did a collab with Ed Sheeran. Life goes on. I was like, Oh, let me check this out. And then I put it in and I was like, oh, F word. Like that song is, it just, it hit me. You know, mm -hmm. it's a sad song. It's a breakup song, um, you know, but it got me. 
Yeah. How about how about you guys? What's a uh, what's one that made you cry or made you? Mm. May just evoked a strong emotional for for me. I mean, maybe not the last one, but one that always gets uh, hits me as hard as uh, uh, "Fall of You" to Virgie. Uh, mm, I love that one, especially yeah. the uh, that our vinyl yeah. uh, live mm-hmm. acoustic version. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like uh, that's that's off "Shake the Frost," right? Like yeah. the, or with "Shake the Same." The live. same recording, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that hits. Uh, uh, so I don't know if you, uh, but my I lost my mother in 2019, and mm-hmm. there's lines in that song that like are right out of everything, you're, like, you like know, what your are, diary, like figurative diary, right? Like right, right yeah, out, like you like, could have written those. These yeah. are all like I mean, they're lines for like you know, if right out of our story, and like it's. Uh, so I don't know, it really hit home and it's like came out of like I remember hearing a song around that same time and I'm just like, you know, uh, uh there's there's nights where I like you know, like come on and just you know, lose it kind of stuff. But it's yeah. like um but yeah, anyway, and especially like at the end of the song when he's like saying, uh, you know, boys be good. I think about my brother a lot too oh. in that song. So like stuff like mm. that she would say to us, so it's like well, I think that's why like sad songs, you know, right. you can listen to even when you're happy. They don't have to make you sure. sad. And yeah. if anything, they make you feel better because you know you're not like well, alone. You right. Know? But for sure. Yeah. You're glad that you're not alone in the feeling, but also like you're glad that you had that time and stuff Absolutely. too. Like even, even though it might hurt sometimes, but you're like, you still remember those moments and things. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think about it, but, uh, you know, there's, uh, it's, it's Came across my mind thinking about sad country tunes and. <laughs> well, I'm not uh, short on them. <laughs> yeah. you, did you have an answer, Jason? Or are you? Uh... I mean, I think I don't know. I, I I can't think of a very specific one right now. I think for me, it's those reactions are more situational as, and we're mm. like, what's this? What's this connected to? So, right. like, um, you know. Hmm. Just a couple of weeks ago, I was at a funeral and, uh, and I just started to realize that the next funeral of significance that I'm probably going to be attending, you know, of someone who's really that close to me is going to be my dad. Hmm. And, um, I've already kind of processed a lot of stuff with that because a lot of our close family friends all sort of coincidentally passed away when they were 67. So when my dad was 67, it was like nail biter all year long. <laughs> How old is he now, Jay? Uh, 70, he's 73 now. But, you know, his, like his favorite song of all time is last kiss by Jay Frank Wilson, the mm. Cavaliers, like so much so that he's got the 45 in like a <laughs> box wrapped in tissue paper, like somewhere oh, in his house. Wow. Bring 45s back. And, uh, <laughs> And I guarantee you, like, once he goes, like, that <clears throat> song, I will lose it every time. And it has nothing to do with the mm-hmm. fact that the guy's girl died. It's like. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, that's why I wrote Bush and Bud. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of that same sentiment. Like. I mean, I, like, again, I remember exactly where I was. And, um, you know, Stephanie and my dad are always the two people that I'm the most excited to share, like. Hey, I think we did okay on this song. You got to check it out. And I remember driving to Kansas City for a show 
you know, by myself. And I, on Route 70, I was like, you know, my dad drinks Bud Light. Like, I mean, for a while he, in his life, he, I mean, pretty religiously, you know, it was like his choice of poison. Never saw him drink anything else. And I don't know why, maybe to be different, but I kind of went to Bushlight. And anyway, I mean, I hope he, anybody listening that hasn't heard the song takes a minute to check it out. But I, I remember when I wrote it. We should do an acoustic version of that. Yeah, we should. Shane, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think we got time. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... One, two, three, four. He's my superman And he always has been Treats mama right through thick and thin Lord, I real He's not one to back down Goes the extra mile on follow the Drink bush light. He drinks blood. Tell you the truth, I got a thing. God, I got him. Show me the way. We ain't too different, but we ain't the same. Fear is when his name gets called to 
I remember writing it and then like immediately draft one, I wanted to share it with my dad, you know, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it without breaking down. And worse, I feared that if, if I played it for him in person, like he was going to break down, you know, which I mean, he's seen me cry. I mean, he, I was a little kid, right? Like, you see me cry a lot, but so I just sent him like the text and the lyrics and he just said, uh, he just said, I, I'm not sure what to say, you know, like, and I mean, that may not mean much on air, but you know, I know what that means to him. Like it really, it really got him, you know? And then I had, uh, it's funny. It was almost like baiting, like I was fishing, you know, after, um, after I, I immediately, I like pull off the highway and like, I, I think I did G, C, E minor D, right? Like I, I threw a fourth one in there, yeah. you know, diversity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. talent. <laughs> um, but I, I, I sent it, I recorded it immediately. Like, a, like a, uh, uh, another shitty vaulted iPhone video. And I sent it to some people that, you know, would claim to be like a hard ass, you know, and um, guys that are in there. 40s, 50s, successful businessmen, successful former athletes, whatever. And like one by one, just like I was fishing, you know, they were like, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think about it when I stop crying or I'll tell you this, I'll tell you that, you know. I joke about the song that um, all of us have dads, you know, and the joke is that most of us like our dads, you know, at some point in time and, and fear exactly what you're talking about, Jason. Like, I mean, um, like when you shared your, your anecdote, you know, in last kiss, it felt like I got, like, it was kind of like a gut punch. I was like, man, it's, you know, I can't escape, can't escape losing the people that you love. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, I mean, for me, a terrifying thing. So how do we spin this yeah. around a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any yeah. Kleenex. All right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think, 
Sad country songs. Right? I think That's I think there's a lot of power to being vulnerable, man. Like you know, like the, not that it's it's not a weakness. You know, like to be have, wear your emotions on your sleeve, especially as a songwriter. Uh, you know, being open, like hey, these this is uh, you know, like uh, I think there's. Um, Dude, I think it's kind of a cheat code being vulnerable right, in right. life because um, a lot of people like, and I think myself for a long time, like I just act like I had it all together or I was okay or, you know, and it took times of me really not being okay mm-hmm. to like, and ask for help to see that, man, there are people that like, really want to help me, you know? And just like, they just want to help me because I'm another human being, right? you know? And that they've experienced something similar to a degree. And again, going back to wrestling, like, you know, you, yeah, you get in a, a singlet, you know, that's has subtle differences, I guess, from a leotard, you know, in front of sometimes thousands of people, you know, and like go to one-on-one you know, uh, it's a fight with a few rules against another person, you know, and when you get your, when you get your ass kicked, there's nobody to blame, you know, you can't blame a teammate, you can't blame. So, I mean, I, I think I have a love, I love the sport, right? I mean, but like anybody that's ever wrestled, there's times that you hated it. And, um, you know, I, I think I credit that experience that I, I think that is unique to me as a, as a songwriter, like, I mean, walking up to Jason, the expert at the church, you know, I mean, it's no secret that, you know, he can shred, you know, and that, um, I'm trying to shred, you know, but here, I mean, it's like, here's what I got, you know, can you help me? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And I think I, I hope that maybe just one person, you know, listening will elect to have the conversation that they're, maybe reluctant to have or share with somebody, um, you know, how they feel. And I mean, I think we were pretty transparent from day one, Steph, right? Maybe to a fault <laughs> with some, was there anything that this might be fun? Was there anything Uh-oh. that I said that you were like, uh, I don't know if I would have said that to me at <laughs> a day into our relationship or <laughs> two weeks in or whatever. Or, I'm okay with what happened two weeks in. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta shed light on that. <laughs> no, that was bad. Really, come on, come well, on, Well, Ethan, Ethan told me that he loved me two weeks in, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was a little hesitant on that one just because I did not Moving say too it fast back. There, buddy. Hey, and, dude, I'm telling that, you, honestly, dude, yes, no. He even, I think you even mentioned that that like. You know, I actually I have a habit of moving too fast, and your um yeah your your new record is very appropriate for your lifestyle, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. On that show it off Broadway, Stephanie had a friend come with her, and um like I knew Stephanie was coming to the show, and I was able to pick her out like quickly, you know, amongst the other twenty people <laughs> that were there. <laughs> but um, her friend was with her, and I get off stage and. Cody West is getting ready to come on stage or maybe he is on stage. And I'm like, I got to make this friend go away. You know, I was like, I got to get a little one-on-one time with her. So I start. Uh, she deserves a lot of credit though, for coming out last minute with me. If for Vicky, my birthday. if there is a good to fair chance that yeah. if your friend Vicky didn't go with you to yeah. off Broadway that night, 
we're not sitting down together. Shout out to Vicky. Vicky, <laughs> shout out to Vicky. Amen. But sorry, Hen, go I'm ahead. pumping Vicky full of drinks, <laughs> like like waters and sodas. Like she's a DD, like she's not, but like I'm like, I just got to get her to go to bathroom. You know, I got to get her out of here. I got to get her out of here. And Vicky must have some like camel ancestors or something because she was just <laughs> slugging these drinks and just standing strong, like vibing to the music. And so finally I'm like, Vicky, hey, can you get lost for like 30 seconds? Like I got to just talk to Stephanie for a little bit, you know? And She quickly took the hint. Oh yeah. Well, that's like, I had, I just said that from the get go. Yeah. She that would have been like, right, right like, approach. Circle back. Save a lot of money on the drinks. <laughs> 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 yeah. The $4 sodas or whatever they were. Yeah. Waters. But anyway. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Be vulnerable. Yeah. Say what you're feeling. Yeah, man. Well, we uh, we teased at it earlier, but uh, we wanted to debut uh, an advanced uh, sneak peek before you can uh, officially get it everywhere. Uh, and this is a song called Don't Let the Sun Go Down, uh, originally recorded by the great Elton John. And uh, this was a fun take on it. I, Like I said, a little bit uh, countryfied a little bit, but... I think you keep it pretty true to uh, to itself, uh, but it was really fun to hear your take on it, uh, hearing your vocals on this song. And so thanks, man. I don't think it's a super super easy song. I don't I don't know sure. a ton of. Uh, I'm I'm excited for everybody to hear it. I don't know a ton of male male country artists that would have. Yeah, Miley Cyrus has a badass cover, you know, but I don't know many. Hope you guys check it out. Do you? Now, what I'll tell, tell me, like, why this? Like, do you, you have a, a certain relationship with the song, or does uh, does it mean anything, something different to you, or or is it just because you you're a fan and the song itself? That um, the line that really resonates with me is like, these cuts I have, I need love to help them heal. You know, I mean, like everybody, you know, I've been 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 through it a time or two, you know, in in one way or another, and. Um, I grew up, you know, again, I cut my teeth shower singing, Shane, you got to remember that. And so I grew up singing this song and both my folks really liked the song. And I was going to say, is it on heavy rotation through their vinyls? or uh, (laughs) It's it's on heavy rotation at the Sherrod's household. Yeah. But I remember, um, you know, my dad was, we were, we were all grilling at a fire pit going and playing some music and. I said, I, uh, I think I'd like to, you know, cover, I think I'd like to cover the song when I go back to record again, you know, and for a guy that doesn't show a ton of emotion, I could see that his excitement, you know, and he cued it up next and, um, played it and, you know, start saying, if you do it, I think you need to, I think you need to really like go after it, you know, like you really need to. You know, he's not a music guy, but he was like, you, you need to like, don't you sing it good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't suck, boy. No, no. I mean, if I you're going to cover Elton John, you got to do it right. Well, I'll let everybody decide if I did or not. So <laughs> available everywhere, June 15th, the lib- available, excuse me, June 15th. <laughs> That's our wedding day. See, you're just, you just can't get off my mind, honey. Uh, but available, available everywhere, December 15th. Um, available exclusively on the Rock Paper Podcast. Hell yeah. As soon as possible. Yeah. So.
yeah, man, I got you gave me a little sneak peek, and I, I really enjoyed the song. I mean, like I said, it's a it's a very uh, you know classic song. Obviously, everybody knows the words of these songs, and um, but it was fun to hear your take on it, and, and I'm sure it's uh, fun to you know play live and get everybody else singing along with you and stuff and to a classic tune. But um, but yeah, check it out uh, on all your streaming platforms and everything else on uh, December fifteenth. Yes, sir. And uh, but we do uh, speaking of live, we do have some uh, dates. Uh, you kind of uh, doing a residency currently at uh, yeah Angad, at, the, at the yeah go ahead Angad Arts Hotel yeah in St. Louis, uh, and you're doing like an acoustic uh, nights over there every Thursday. Yeah, man, acoustic Thursdays uh, on the on the penthouse bar at the Angad Arts Hotel. So. Um, just me and a guitar. I've, I've, if you've made it this far in the podcast, I've come a awful long way from GCD. Through an E minor. There's there's some there's a lot of bar chords in there too. But um, yeah, and gets great. Hunter Tucker and Jenna Phillips are have been excellent uh, to work with. I'm um, I'm thrilled that they chose me. Um, you know to kind of represent them on this. And pioneer the the Thursdays, Thursdays in the sky. I think is how they're advertising it. Uh, playing a lot at Angad, you know. Got some got some bigger shows coming up around the area. Um, you know, trying to tear up Southern Illinois as best I can. I, I swear I, um, St. Louis born and raised, but Stephanie moved me out to Waterloo and what, small town Illinois. You know, you get a heart. You have a hard time. Getting St. Louis folk to cross any river, whether it's the St. Charles um, or to or to Columbia, Illinois. But I hope people come out and see some of the shows there too. It's I mean we opened for Travis Tritt. Yeah, we opened for yeah. Travis Tritt in in Columbia, Illinois. You know, so that was I swear that was some of my family's first time crossing the if Mississippi. If Travis Tritt comes to a Columbia, and yeah, if Travis Tritt to- comes to Columbia, everybody can come. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you've been on a good run, man. Uh, twenty three has been uh, been good. The best to you. year of my life. Yeah, we uh, we you know we're along with uh, making wedding plans. We've uh, been busy with shows, like I said, Travis Tritt. You did the uh, Boots at Bush run, yeah. um, and uh, that was a fun night. Getting, I saw you and Mark and uh, and Russo and company up there. Uh, Mark Perkins, uh, big shout out to all those guys. Like uh, it was cool to see, uh, you know. Can represent some local country music there at uh, at Bush and yeah, those guys did a great job, yeah. man. And we they, did. Uh, they really did. And we then uh, we also uh, saw you down at uh, Main Street Honky Tonk uh, and stuff. So I've seen you out gigging quite a bit, and which uh, you know it's cool to see uh, getting out there and spreading spreading the sound around uh, the area. Like I said, there's a lot of good opportunities and uh, around the Saint, Greater St. Louis area, and hopefully uh, some people come out there and like. I think Waterloo's got a cool thing going too. I'm, um, Vintage Wine Bar is like a really cool spot over there. So yeah, just lined up some dates over there. Nice. And, um, you know, I got a I got a good buddy Kyle at Happy Hour is a, is a bar in Waterloo, and I think we're gonna start a shit man, possibly another weekly deal out there with him. So yeah. um, his bars his bar's been popping for a year, and they're interested in getting live music and. I don't mind those gigs that are sure. close to home. 
you know. Well, keep an eye out. I'll get, get, get plugged in on the socials for more uh, info on the dates and things and uh, hopefully coming to a town near you. Yes, sir. Um, but, yeah, I got a couple more questions and I'll let you guys get out of here. I wanted to get your take on some of these while we're uh, – I just find them interesting, to, stuff to fun, fun things to think about. But uh, – all right. Uh, the day comes along. We get a Ethan Carl action figure. Uh, what would you like to see as maybe like your your three accessories to to go with it? Or or I've done it. Um, I like a, as pull string. You know, like your like three catchphrases or something. <laughs> book so, it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Man, you beat me too. Yeah, that. maybe book it's yeah. one of the pull string. But. Book it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Stephanie would probably tell you my pull string phrase is more better than I can. Uh-huh. Book it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything? Uh, I, feel like I, sh- I feel like I should have a few of them yeah. rolling off the tip of my brain. <laughs> You'll but. hit the truck home and it'll all come to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, accessories? I don't know. I, I try to keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Blue jeans, boots, oh, and Stephanie. <laughs> your, your cooler. My Yeti cooler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what, uh, what about guitar? Do you have like a... A dream guitar you would like to have with it or anything like that? Is there just I hope to have you know, Willie Nelson's got trigger. Yeah. Um actually a song on the record is called Taylor. You know, it's it's comparing a guy, uh, a guy gets broken up with, you know, but it doesn't matter because he's he's doing everything he always dreamed of doing with his new girl Taylor, you know, and it's really his Taylor guitar. All right. You know? So I hope to just have that one guitar as long yeah. as I can. But I mean like I'd I'd love I'll love to build out the arsenal, but sure. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, got those catchphrases yet from the pollster. Oh. I, I bet you guys <laughs> stop thinking. All about right. It. Uh, <laughs> what about, um, uh, dream duet or collaboration? Is there a certain, mm. I mean, we've mentioned a couple of names, but is there a certain, uh, somebody that you've, uh, always wanted to write with or duet sing with or, um, I, I'd like to write with Michael Hardy. Yeah. 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 He's been crushing it. Yeah. And I'd like to, um, I'd like to, uh, tour with Parker McCollum. Yeah. Um, I think we're similar enough, but different enough that we draw in, you know, I mean, when I, when I, when my stock goes up a little bit, um, I think we'd also get along too. Yeah, you know, my my buddy Connor said we could talk about shit like bleaching our teeth together. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I I mean, I'm I'm a huge Parker fan. Yeah, so, and Hardy, and Hardy yeah. fan. Yeah, Hardy's. Uh, I mean, definitely one of the premier yeah songwriters right now. He's been been doing big stuff. Um, well, that's what's cool. Like I think there's like currently in country music, there's there's a lot of guys um, really like blowing up, and uh, which is really exciting to see. Like this kind of it's moved away from the bro country pop radio stuff. Thank to, God to more of a real songwriters uh, and uh, getting a lot of you know attention. So it's cool to see. Um, you know, so that's, that's the stuff I like, and it's, it's nice to see, like, these guys are doing the big shows now. One more I'd like to tour with, because he's, we, him and I are very different. Um, and he, he is, he might blow up tomorrow, if not tonight, is uh, Braxton Keith. 
Um, you know, I, I did a little acoustic 45 minute opening slot for him at Grady 66 in Yukon, Oklahoma. And I mean, I, I spent 45 minutes playing and then about 90 minutes taking notes, you know, from him. So he's, that dude's destined for superstardom. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So that's one of my favorite things when you, when you catch somebody like that on the way up. Oh, yeah. And you see it before everybody else does. And it's like, man, there's, there's something special here. And it's only a matter of time for the rest yeah. of the world's going to see it. So, uh, that's, that's why I keep doing this thing, man. I keep chasing it around. That's a, that's a rush for me. It's a, you know, to get to be the next big thing or whatever it might be. So, uh, well, I hope always, I make you proud. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, well, you, uh, like I said, I really enjoy what you're doing. I'm a big fan. I really like your uh, songwriting a lot. And uh, Bush and Bud definitely uh, taps into um, some feels, you know. So it's, uh, it's I, I think you're, don't be afraid to do more of those, uh, you know, more of those ballads and stuff like we said and talked about. I but, won't. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, but, man. Leopard I, can't change its spots. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but I, uh. I thank you guys for taking some time to hang with me and do this. Yeah, and thanks, uh, for, thanks for it. Was, it was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm excited to see what comes out of this uh, trip to Nashville and what might be next up for for you guys. But uh, but yeah, like I said, new record December 15th. Moving too fast on all your streaming platforms. Uh, so check yeah, it out. Pre, if you know, we gotta those pre saves are big. So anybody listening to this, I'll shoot. Um, shoot Shane the pre-save link. So I mean, yeah. let's get that out. Yeah, I can put it in the description. So if you're here on this, uh, be sure to click uh, that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so in 24, uh, with the new record, uh, coming out here late this year and stuff, is there, um, do you, are you wanting to get out there more touring and getting, oh, speaking yeah, of man. that stuff? So, yeah, I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep some of the 2024 plans a little right. close to the vest, but, um, Good things are coming down the pipe. Yeah. So, Jason, Stephanie, love you guys both. Thank you for, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Shane, thank you, man. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace. Book it. <laughs>